Hey guys, this is another episode of the Pray for Campus podcast hosted by me, Patrick Keene. Yeah, I was hoping for this podcast to give some thoughts on leadership and kind of some things I'm seeing on campus and how that might actually affect your church life, but then also give a little update. We're halfway through the fall semester here at Moorhead State, so I'll give you some plenty of tips on how you can be praying for what's going on in my ministry and college students around the world. So, yeah, in my job... I have to be very sensitive to finding leaders, especially in my unique position because most every crew staff team has a team of people who are kind of moving a direction and and in my instance everyone kind of moved away so at least my wife and I are the only people here. So when I see a student leader walk through the door before they've even had any leadership responsibilities, I want to keep those people, I want to cultivate those people and I never want to kill the excitement someone has for a particular ministry thing, even if it's not the main thing that we do. So I feel like over the last nine or 10 years, I've had to be very cognizant of like the trajectory of leaders in our movement. Periodically, someone will walk in and it's like their first meeting and they want some sort of like leadership position. They hear, they hear about uh, life group leaders and they're like hey I want to lead a life group or they want to give an announcement or they actually even want to maybe give a talk at our main meeting at crew and I never want to kill that excitement but but when I, someone asks me if they could be up front or if they can lead a life group because life groups are kind of a big deal for us I explain the difference in positional leadership in our typical church scene we see positional leadership you see your your pastor you see your deacon you see your elders you see the Bible study leader in, in our ministry. We have our leadership team or we have our servant ministry teams. And whoever are leading those are the leaders. It's like the stamp of like, yeah, this is a positional thing. But over the course of human history, we've seen some pretty bad positional leaders. Just because someone has leadership, they sometimes could lord that over people. So just because you have positional leadership doesn't mean that you're going to be leading well. And I would even question, like, what's the most important aspect of leadership? And leadership is actually influence. So when that student came up to me and, and he said, hey, can I lead a life group? I actually was like, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. Why don't you just attend a life group? Attend a life group and bring a couple friends out to that life group. Attend the life group and speak up in the life group. Attend the life group and invite other people to speak. You can actually, like, be the best aid to the life group leader. So you actually bring a lot to the culture of that life group. Leadership is influence. And I would say those people, even though they're not positionally leaders, are still leaders within our movement. And I have seen this most prominently through one student in particular. His name's Corey. And, you know, we're a pretty young movement. We kind of relaunched after COVID. And and Corey's from small town Johnson County. He went to the big University of Louisville for two years and he was involved with Campus Outreach. Now, Campus Outreach is a super solid organization similar to us. They focus on evangelism and discipleship pretty heavily, and he was discipled really well. So when I first met Corey, he was actually in this room right over here. Uh, I was asking him what he wanted to get out of his time at Moorhead State, and he just jumped right in. He was, I want to make disciples. I, I'm actually meeting with some guys after we work out at 8 a.m., and we're going to start going through some, some material, and I'm going to help them walk with Jesus. And he said that there was a couple guys in his class that had never read the Bible, so he's going to meet with them after his 11 a.m. class in Starbucks and just read a couple chapters of the Bible with them. And uh, there was even a, a group of friends that he was like, every Thursday night we're going to get together and 
read the Bible, have a little Bible study. And like this is a kid that gets it. And over the course of the next few weeks of knowing him, our new guys look up to him. They, they look up to him like he's been around for three years, but really he's new just like they're new, but they, they want what he has. And I think that's the essence of discipleship, really. When, when Paul is speaking to Timothy, he says, What I've entrusted to you, teach faithful men capable of teaching others also. And you take someone like Corey. Corey, out of an overflow of his walk with the Lord, he wants to help other people walk with Jesus. So if we just throw people into positional roles, it's like, oh, this person's really good at, at planning this party, or, or they're just like always available. We may miss the aspect of like how's their walk with Jesus, and this is where that influence, that that informal leadership position comes in. It's funny because he doesn't know our vision and mission, and he is not in any positional leadership role within crew, but he's probably the best leader I've had the opportunity to coach over the last 10 years because when he told me his excitement about reaching the campus, about reaching students, about reaching my students, I just wanted to point him like a loaded gun toward what God was calling him to, and that's exciting. And I think that's the excitement about a leader with influence. So when you think about like your role within your church community, you're not the pastor, you're maybe not the elder, you're maybe not the deacon, how can you show leadership in your church? Well, God has made you in a unique, exciting way that cares about certain things. And as you lead out to do those things, you can influence others to walk with Jesus toward a vision, toward a goal. And that's the chance I think that you have to play in, as a leader within your church. If I had 10 quarries, oh my goodness, if, they, if our campus had 10 quarries, it would be a game changer thing. Yeah, so that, I think that's all for leadership at the moment. I, I, that's just something I've been reflecting on and, and trying to incorporate more in my ministry. But I want to give a little update on how things are going at Moorhead State, how you can be praying for what we have going on here halfway through the semester. We just had fall getaway. Fall getaway was great. We had the crew staff legend, Earl Shute, who's been on staff for like 150 years. And he came and he, he talked to the students about being a cultural Christian versus a committed Christian, and then questioning, like, are you even a Christian at all? And my students, like, ate that up. So we had a ton of great conversations about what God was kind of doing in their hearts. If you want to see pictures from that, you can check out the the blog post. Uh, I'll put the uh, link in the show notes of kind of the update that kind of goes along with this video. But then also on my Instagram, at Pray for Campus, I made sure to post from our fall getaway. And it, it was just a beautiful weekend fall weather. We had 50 or, 50 or so Moorhead State students. There was another 50 or so Marshall students and some Shawnee State students. So there's probably 120 students, 130 students there. And it's really cool to be able to partner with these other campuses. And I, I call those like sending opportunities like like ministry accelerators. It's kind of like when you're in Mario Kart and you hit those little fast arrows and you go really fast. And that's what these sending opportunities do and and you know crew is not a perfect organization there is no perfect organization but but crew is really good at like creating these events and conferences so that we can get students to that when they come back to campus they're ready to hit the ground running and that's really what we experienced from fall getaway and it we introduced this thing at fall getaway called full send because in the past and over the course of the pandemic we've had a little more difficulty sending students so we have fall getaway that just happened, winter conference, spring break, and summer mission. And summer mission is kind of the pinnacle of those things because the student's actually taking the gospel out, whether it's locally in 
inside the United States where it's like a discipleship program or internationally to finish the Great Commission by physically taking the gospel to people groups. And my desire would be if I had a core group of people to do all those sending opportunities, I think that would like put us to another level. So we actually filled out some comment cards last week and pitching this idea of full send where they can actually raise some support in November and go to winter and have winter conference paid for and have spring break paid for and have summer mission paid for by people who care about what's going on on the college campus. So we might share a little more about that later, but I haven't counted the the comment cards yet, but I mean, I think there was probably 10 or 12. And if, if we send 10 or 12 people to all three of those things, like you will see me tap dancing on the next podcast episode, which maybe that would be a non-video episode because nobody wants to see me tap dance. So when you think about praying for campus, I think praying that we have a culture of discipleship and pray that we have a culture of going on Moorhead State's campus. And I think that will very quickly see reverberations through the world. And we've already seen it over the last few years, but, but this group, I mean, honestly, they, they feel different. There's an excitement to them. They're, just yesterday, I some students approached me, well, actually, a few weeks they approached me about leading a sexual wholeness group where we talk about how to, how to get a group of guys together to help navigate through pornography addiction and, and sex addiction. And, you know, we've been doing that for two or three weeks, and I show up to the meeting yesterday and like the whole group of guys are there. There's like five or six guys, and they're like so excited to see me, which is like you know not not all. It does not always happen, but when it does happen, you want to give that a thumbs up. But they're excited to see me, and they were excited to like sift through hard stuff. And then I'm here, and, and honestly, this broke my heart. I, I don't know if this is you know uh, able to share this, but I guess this is my podcast. What I'm gonna say, but like some of the students getting hooked on pornography and masturbation at a young age like 12 or 13 and then by the time they are 13 14 like falling into this sin several times a day three four times a day four years like four years one person in particular is still struggling at three or four times per day until recently and now it's like a few times a week and what what that does on a man's brain or even a female's brain is it, it's incalculable because we've never seen it happen for a prolonged period of time. So be praying for me because this is like, when, when I get in those kind of conversations, it it feels above my pay grade. You know, I studied, I studied biology. I was planning to go to PT school. I made this transition into ministry and I get, I got trained on discipleship and evangelism and, and engaging with students and talking about some of these things, but I'm not an expert in this so here i am in this group of guys we're talking about real stuff and i'm just like i don't feel equipped for this i feel i feel inadequate i feel like i feel like there are probably other people better suited for this conversation i've been reading a book called unwanted by jay stringer and man if jay stringer was here having this conversation he'd be do it, doing it so much better than me and I think I get slapped in the face like with those negative thoughts because the Lord has placed me here. He's placed me with these students with an opportunity to, sh- to talk about real stuff and real things. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm navigating right now. It's like this phase of ministry. I'm kind of like an older brother, and I get the chance to to share these things that I've struggled with in the past and in a way that hopefully pulls them out of this 
dark spot because we wrote out like what we want to be true with their lives in 10 years and like pornography is so capable of like ruining that so my goal like if you want to boil down my goal it's to help these students walk with Jesus in a way that's like the trajectory is forever the trajectory is eternity that's what I'm about and that's what we can be praying for so pray that students walk with Jesus pray that they go on these sending opportunities pray that the enemy doesn't come in and and destroy them through pornography and other addiction pray for me as I just have the right conversations because I'm one guy and sometimes I feel like that's not enough, but an eternal, all-powerful Holy Spirit lives within me that guides my steps and guides me the people that I need to talk to. So allow, pray that God allows the right people to be in front of me so that we can talk about Him, talk about what's going on in their lives. So I'll take a second to pray for us. And then, actually, if you don't mind, this is even more important because this is the reason I do this podcast, the reason I focus time on on the Instagram account and the blog is I want you to pray for campus. So as I pray for campus, please pray with me. Don't, I mean, I'm guilty of this too when the pastor starts praying. I, I just, okay, click that off and, and keep keep on with my, my life. But actually, I want you to stick around for this prayer because I want you to pray for me. Before I do, get connected with us on Instagram, at Pray for Campus. we got a Facebook group now, Pray for Campus. And uh, you can check us out on patrickkeen.com and sign up for notifications every time there's a blog post update. Actually, for this podcast right now, I am... And putting it together so I can put this on the weekly, sorry, monthly update. So that's kind of what the interplay I want to happen with this. This is where it's like a net where wherever, however you choose to take in content, you can take in content from what's going on on campus, what God's doing through campus. Okay, so I'll take some time to pray now. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to engage what I truly believe to be the most strategic demographic in the world, which is college-aged young people, where we can see the gospel taken to all parts of the world, locally here in Kentucky, also abroad to different places around the world. I pray for Israel, the thing that's going, things that are going on. This that just happened a couple days ago, where they've declared war. There's so much going on in our world on our campus here. We can't forget about what is going on in the Middle East. God, I pray that you give those believers strength and and you bring about your will in some way, just as we trust you with your will in Israel, we trust you with your will here at Moorhead State and other campuses in, around America and around the world. And we just pray, like, where, where is the next Billy Graham? Like, is he a freshman somewhere? I pray that you fill us with your spirit in a way that we can reach people that will change the world. Lord, I love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Guys, catch you all later. Thanks for watching the whole video. Go like and subscribe to the channel.